Hey, so welcome to episode 9 of Lyrics for Lunch. This is Zelda. And Jermaine. So this week, keeping in the theme of Black History Month, we are going to be doing the song Black Pride by Coffee, who also was once a part of the Brown group. Sugar. Yep, the group Brown Sugar. Um, there wasn't a lot that we could find on the song, as in who it was produced by or who the lyrics were written by. So that's why we won't include that part in this week's episode, just because we couldn't find anything, except for the fact that the song was released in 1989. All right, so we're going to start the way that we have been recently. So we're just going to break down the lyrics. The lyrics are pretty basic, um, pretty straightforward, I should say. Not basic. They're very straightforward. And then from there, we will give our analysis at the end of what the lyrics mean and what the message they're trying to portray is. So let's start with verse one. So, Tremaine, do you want to take... Verse one is pretty much accepting it, like the blackness of one. So coffee, she says, black is the color of my skin. Black is the life that I live. And I'm so proud to be the color that God made me. Yeah. Simple. (laughs) That to me was just her taking what she is and saying like, okay, I accept this. Yeah. Like this is my truth. Like this is who I am. And then from there, we go into the chorus. So the chorus is just a repetition of black is my color and I couldn't be no other. Um, And this, again, I feel is very straightforward, her message. Um, She's kind of just acknowledging who she is and telling you that she wouldn't change it. She's not going to change it. This is her and take her for who she is or don't. And then from there, we move on to verse two. Where verse two is more of her taking pride in her blackness. But she also throws in that brown is the color of her eyes. And she has no reason to disguise. So it's like saying, this is me. Like, there's really no need for me to try to hide who I am. So pretty much take me as I am. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And also the fact that she says, like, for all the world to see. You know, like, this is the pride in me and this is for all the world to see. Like, take me or leave me. Um, And then from there, the song goes into the chorus. Then it's a bridge. And the bridge is... Just a lot of yes and o's. And then she also says, black is the pride in me for all the world to see. I just got to say. Which is what she said also at the very end of verse two. Um, Then it goes back into the chorus. And then an outro, which is very similar to just the chorus. And then that's it. (laughs) Um, The song, you should also know, is set to a to a rhythm of reggae so it's 
like the lyrics seem very short but when you listen to the song it's like a three minute song or something like that and just the vibe of the song altogether is very kind of calm very going with the flow you know just typical i feel like reggae vibes like reggae music to me is always just kind of like uplifting yeah it's uplifting while also kind of calming me down too like in the deep in the depths of my soul um so a few things that i would like to say so we couldn't find a lot of information on the song however the fact that the song was made in 1989 which is a time where i feel that the black community was struggling a lot with you know this was the emergence of hip-hop and things like that where people are starting to talk about a lot of the things that they're going through in their neighborhoods or just how they're treated in america as an overall um and not just america around the world because a lot of the things that i feel that black americans face are things that other um people of that ethnicity have also experienced in different countries so i feel that this song did come out in a time where you know it's the late 80s coming into the 90s the world is changing um, things are happening and it's kind of a reminder of just who we are, you know, and to take pride in what you are. Um, and I really like the line where she says, um, I'm so proud to be the color that God made me. Like that to me is not only saying like, this is something that was out of my hands. Like I had no control in who I am, but I still take pride in that a higher power made me this way. You know, it's, it's, I feel that when you tie it to kind of a spiritual sense, especially for those who may not be, you know, who may not believe in God per se, you know, to each their own. But I feel that just that idea of being created from something that's bigger than, and that in itself kind of gives you Like, it gives you a reason, you know? It gives you um, meaning, which I think is something important for people to remember. I agree. Yeah. (laughs) And then, um, I don't know, I was going to ask first, what did this song make you think of when you heard it? The only thing that really keeps playing in my mind is an episode from That's a Raven where she had to learn to be proud of being black. That's pretty cool. That's pretty nice. I'm not remembering it vividly, but... There wasn't, yeah. Yeah. I loosely remember the episode, too. Um. Yeah. That's, like, a good meaning. For me, like, the song also kind of just reminded me of, like, growing up, how my dad would always kind of tell me to be proud of, like, you know, my skin tone and, like, um, kind of, like, how my skin tone meant, like, you know, my color, my melanin, like, it kind of held me to, like, a higher regard, you know, like, it was something to be proud of. It was something to, like, 
show off something that I wouldn't want to hide and things like that. And I feel like it's when I was young, I just kind of took what he said as like, yeah, sure, dad. But I think that now as a grown adult looking back, that really did encourage me to really kind of accept who I was. Like when I was a kid, you know, you get bullied and all these kind of things. But I don't think that there was ever really a time where I felt that I was less than because of the color of my skin. I had to learn to be proud of my skin. How did I? Through hardships. (laughs) Through hardships, how? Such as bullies. And just Mm. being in a predominantly black community. So when I started to branch out, I haven't endured all that I endured. I knew that I was a lot more noble than the next. I can understand that. I mean, you know, I think it's something that's also kind of ridiculous when you think about how your community should be the one that's uplifting you. And that sometimes... Your own community is what makes you feel uncomfortable in who you are, if that makes sense. Makes a lot of sense. Because, like, even in, like, I could even say, like, in some, like, not in some, in a lot of Latin American communities, like, even just in the world of being Latina, like, there are certain things that I feel certain light skin. Latinos may look at me some type of way because I'm darker or whatever. Or um, also I remember, like, I told you about this where I was sharing, like, my DNA results. So I did, like, the DNA test, like, the ancestry thing. And in the ancestry, it came up that I was, like, 51% African. Granted, a mixture of Africa, kind of, like, West African, Kenyan, Nigerian, I think, were, like, the predominant, like, mixes. Um... But, you know, like, 51% African, like, more than half of me is African. About, like, 20-something percent of me is European because, of course, Europe. And then um, the other percentage, the other smaller percentage is, like, Native American. So um, Native American of the Caribbean, of Central, South, and North America. So, like, indigenous, I guess. And um, I remember telling a family member about this. Like, oh, yeah, you know, like, I'm 51% African. And the family member, granted it was an older family member, but they were just kind of like, oh, well, my family comes from Europeans. And I was just like, uh, okay. But I'm like, (laughs) and in my head, I'm just like, but we're Dominican. Like, you know, Dominicans are literally a mixture of everything. Like, it's the Caribbean. It's where, it's one of the pit stops that, you know, they made where, we're all just a mix of a whole bunch of stuff. So I'm like, I take pride in the fact that I'm 51% African because that means a large majority of, you know, my roots come from there. You know, it's uh, for me, it's kind of like being able to piece together who I am. But, you know, in my own community, people from my own country, you know, look at me some type of way or like feel some type of way that I'm, proud of being like 51% African and it's just like but why you know like why 
kind of push away who we are. Like, this is just our truth. But I guess some people can't accept it. <laughs> but, I agree with that. <laughs> but yeah, like, that's what this song kind of made me think of. And I think that's why I like the song so much. Just because I really do like that idea of kind of, you know, having a song that sets that motion of, you know, be proud of, like, the eyes that you have, of the skin that you have, like, who you are was made, you know, like, you were made this way for intention. And it's like, you should be happy about that. Yeah, it's very comforting. Yeah, it is. And again, the beat, you know, with the reggae background is just like so soothing and so calm. It's just like, yes, I feel all of this in my bones right now. Um, so let me see. Oh, one thing I did also want to mention. Coffee was also... Coffee, it's K-O-F-I. And then... She's her actual name is Carol Sims. Um and her music genre is like British reggae, but in some places like in BBC, um her music genre was explained as British lovers rock. Whatever that means. I'm not really sure what that is. I guess maybe that's just what they called reggae back in the, back in the 80s. Let's call up someone British and ask them. <laughs> <laughs> if only I knew someone that was. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so that was our song for this week. Um, I hope it brings up some questions and some ideas. Like, when was the first time that you took pride in being who you are? That you took pride in yourself? Shitty's stories with us. Definitely. We'd love to hear them. We definitely, definitely would. Um, so, yeah, feel free to share those stories at our email, which is... Lyricsforlunch at gmail.com. That's L-Y-R-I-C-S, the number four, L-U-N-C-H, at gmail.com. You did better than I did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't trust myself spelling anymore. <laughs> and you can also follow us at Twitter... And let us know those comments at Lyrics for Lunch. <laughs> That's L Y R I C S, the number four, L U N C H. Yeah. Look at that spelling. Spelling be champ over here. <laughs> I almost was. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now that's a story for another day. <laughs> we'll do a song from a Killing the Bee soundtrack <laughs> so you can share that story. <laughs> All right. And with that, we'll catch you next week. We are signing off. Tune in next week for episode 10. Peace.